Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Today we're talking all about our first trip post COVID 19. So, who is ready to start very safely traveling again? Me. I am. I am. I'm Zaina. I'm Kim. I'm Jamal. And I'm Brittany. So we have a regular weekly travel podcast called the Travel Squad Podcast, and it features travel stories, tips, inspiration. But right now, because not a lot of people are traveling, we wanted to take to a special quarantine episode and just give you the audio. And we're not doing video on Zoom because we're actually able to safely record in person together again. Yeah. So this, again, was our first trip post COVID-19 restrictions. And we already had this trip planned well before COVID restrictions. This was booked in November of 2019. And we ended up going to to Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. Now, in this episode, we're not going to talk to you about our trip there, but we're more going to highlight in general what it's like to travel now post-COVID-19 and the restrictions that are in play while traveling. A lot of restrictions and a lot of things are different in this new travel normal from the airport to the hotel to Brittany falling asleep in the car <laughs> and to Zaina not coming on trips with us. Yeah, what was up with that, Zaina? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know what? I saw a lot of uh, sh- pictures with shirts off, too. And so I'm like, Brittany's falling asleep. <laughs> Clothes are coming off. Like, what did I miss? What went on on this trip, guys? You missed out. It was a great trip. Brittany myself and Jamal did take this trip. So we have all the information that you need to know about how travel is different, harder, easier, or just different kind of amenities you can expect. And just real quick, before we get into how travel is different and the new regulations in airport, hotels, etc., be sure to check out our episodes coming up in which we do talk about Grand Tetons and Yellowstone National Park. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. 
In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So... I just want to talk to you guys for a minute about the planning process. Planning is definitely my forte. And with COVID going on, it was really difficult to plan this trip. So we had planned this back in November, like Jamal had said. But it's, I want to say in March, up until the time we went or a few weeks before we went, the national parks, most of them had shut down and they were not allowing any visitors. So we were being hopeful that things would open up and we had everything in place. We had our flights, we had our hotels, we had everything we needed to take this trip kind of planned, but we weren't sure if the national parks, Yellowstone and Grand Teton national parks were going to reopen. So we decided to have a backup itinerary in place just in case. And Specifically, we knew that Utah was opening up a little bit faster than the rest of the United States and that they were opening up some of their national parks. So I had booked us a backup itinerary to go to four of the Utah national parks in place just in case it didn't happen. I had those hotels booked as well. And then as things started to reopen up, I just canceled what we didn't need. Yeah. So, I mean, you really do need those backup plans, especially with a lot of the uncertainty going on. So again, kind of part of the planning process, but you know, we never know what's going to happen. Are things going to potentially reshut down? So if you are set on going on these trips, at least think of something to have as a backup. Uh, luckily for us, we didn't have to use it as exciting as that backup plan would have been. I think we were all pretty excited mm -hmm. to potentially do that one, but we were happy that we were able to keep to our original plan. And how lucky were we that we were planning to go to Yellowstone, which Yellowstone is in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. And we were specifically going to stay in Montana. And the day that we decided that we were 
the, the day that we had planned and were supposed to go to Montana was the day that they lifted their traveler restrictions. So it worked out perfectly. We got real lucky on that. Mm-hmm. So quick question for you, Brittany, because you're telling us that you did have a backup itinerary, you booked hotels and all of that stuff. So how did the whole cancellation process work? Were you guys out money or how did that go? So no, we, that's a great question, Zana. We weren't out any money. Um, we, I planned it so that our flights would work for either itinerary. Kind of, Salt Lake's kind of in the middle of both of them. So whether we went to Yellowstone or Grand Tetons or to Utah, it would have been a four-hour drive from Salt Lake either way. So the flights worked regardless for either trip. In regards to hotels, I made sure to book hotels specifically that were uh, refundable as long as we canceled by a certain date. And that was kind of scary. I was afraid that I had a hotel booked in both Jackson Hole and in Montana for West Yellowstone because I was unsure, are we going to have to spend the whole time in Wyoming because Wyoming's lifted their travel restrictions or can we go to Montana? So I was trying to push them back as far as possible. But in the end, we were able to find out that no, or that we didn't have to stay in Jackson Hole the whole time and we didn't lose any money. We were able to cancel in time. Is there a specific website that you would recommend for that? I used every, I booked through Expedia and I love Expedia because it tells you um, if the hotel is canceled, if you're able to cancel the hotel and when you have to cancel by. And I just made little notes in my phone so that I had like a timer to know I have to cancel by the state so I didn't lose out on any money. And that's something that's happening now with COVID restrictions going on is you're seeing a lot of the hotels that are on Expedia having real flexible cancellation schedules. So it's kind of working out to our benefit as travelers because they know people need to be flexible. So it's really nice that way. But Kim, why don't you tell us a little bit about the airport experience? So we're ready to fly out. What was the airport like? So at least in the San Diego airport, it was really quiet. There weren't a lot of people. There was hardly anybody in the security line. They did not have the TSA pre-line open. Instead of having its own line, they gave you a card where you still don't have to take your shoes off um, or your coat off, but you do have to take your laptop out. And liquids. And liquids, yes. Um, You obviously have to wear a mask. Um, I saw some people who were sitting at tables, like eating or drinking, and they have their mask off, and that was fine, but everyone else pretty much had a mask on. And um, I would recommend a comfortable mask that doesn't pull on your ear, not one of the elastic ones, because I had an elastic one on going, and we were wearing it for probably, I don't know, six hours, and my ears were hurting. Yeah, you're like, what kind of mask do you have? Because <laughs> yours looks more comfortable. We're all checking out each other's masks. <laughs> the They're all fashion accessories now. Are they behind the ear? Are they tied? You know, so definitely if you're going to be on the plane or in the airport for a long time with transfers, do think about the comfort of your mask for a long duration. So that's something to keep in mind. But it's really eerie just being in the airport and actually seeing how few people there are really traveling. I feel now that restrictions have been lifted, obviously it's going to start picking back up, but it's still feeling like a ghost town in there. So, and on top of that, not a lot of the food court places were open. I know Kim said places, people were eating, having their masks off, but most of the food court areas and food vendors were all closed. So definitely bring your own food if you really are going to be hungry. I actually have heard all the hype about the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the Las Vegas airport had a Popeye's and that's where we had to do a layover. And 
I was so excited. We passed a sign that said, we're open. We're at this gate. We walked all the way down there and it was closed. So sad. Let Major down. bummer. It is a letdown because let me tell you something, Kim, without getting off topic, those chicken sandwiches are bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people are all like Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Popeye's is where it's at. <laughs> One other difference that I noticed in the airport is obviously everyone's wearing the mask when you go through the airport. And so when you get to the part where you're about to go through TSA and they're checking your ID and they're checking your boarding pass, they are no longer touching your boarding pass and like placing it down for you. So you're the one scanning it yourself and they're recommending people to do more of the mobile option instead of printing boarding passes. And also you have to, they'll ask you, can you please pull down your mask as they look down, look at your ID. Interesting. That's yeah. what I was really wondering about. Like, do what do they touch and what do they not touch? Yeah. So they're not taking your ticket anymore. You have to scan it on. And like Brittany said, when you give your ID to the TSA agent, they tell you for a brief moment, pull down your mask so they can really see your face. I wonder um, when you do go through that section, if you got, what is the word that I'm looking for? But like if they need to search your stuff, how that would work out. I'm sure they're wearing gloves and whatnot. Well, interestingly enough, they did find something in my suitcase that they needed to open. So the procedure <laughs> for that is still really the same, except for they did not touch the luggage. Obviously, they pulled it off the conveyor belt from the x-ray. But in terms of opening up the zipper and moving items within the bag for them to check stuff they made me do that so i opened the zipper for them they're like i need to get under this can you move that they made me repack it instead of them so procedure in a sense is the same but they're having you really touch the bag yourself interesting interesting so we spent some time in the airport and then of course we decided we're going to get on the airplane and that was kind of a different process as well so jamal why don't you tell us about how we boarded the plane. Yeah, so a lot different. a lot of airlines right now are having different boarding procedures. We flew Southwest, so I can't really say what the other airlines are doing specifically, although I know they're definitely regulating how many people they board at a time to keep people having social distancing on the jetway and getting onto the plane. So Southwest has a normal procedure, like if you're A, one through 60 and so on and so forth, you all load at the same time. But this time they said they're not gonna have anybody line up. They're gonna call us in batches of 10. So if you're A, one through 10, and they would give about a couple minutes for everybody to get on the plane and so on and so forth, 11 through 20, et cetera, et cetera. So they're really reducing how many people they let on the plane at the same time. And on top of that, again, some airlines are instituting social distancing while flying. I know Southwest, at least until the end of July, is not selling out their plane. They're selling it to a max capacity where they're allowed to leave the middle seat open on every row. So it will never be a full flight, but there will be full COVID flights, meaning there are no middle seats taken. Um, you're saying that they call you in groups of 10, but how many people truly were there on this flight? You know, funny enough, I guess maybe just because people are like, who's going to Vegas? There wasn't a lot of people. I would say maybe like with COVID restrictions, again, middle seat being open, it was about two thirds of the way full. There was definitely still some empty seats. But interestingly, our flight from Las Vegas to Salt Lake was full per COVID guidelines. So wow. that plane was actually quite full. So how did you guys do it? Because no, you guys are four because someone else had gone with you. I was okay. she did go with us, but she didn't fly with us. So um, Jamal and I did sit 
window and aisle and then Kim sat in a different aisle and she sat like in the aisle seat and did you have to sit right near anyone else? I did not. Um, one of the flights we sat in the emergency exit row and there was only where there's two only two. Yeah. So interesting because you and Jamal are together. You guys are married. So if someone wanted to sit in the middle so you guys could sit next to each other, do you think you would have done that? Would they have said anything? The only way that they would have been able to seat someone with us is if Kim was to sit with us. Gotcha. Like if Kim, Brittany, and I wanted to sit together, we could have. there. If you're traveling in a group, but in terms of strangers, no. So you have to tell them like you're traveling together, but they're not going to put a stranger next to you in the middle. They're keeping that open. Gotcha. So it was a row of three. So no, no matter how Jamal and I sat, whether we sat in the aisle, the middle, or the um, window, no one else could have sat in that three seats with us. Cool. What was also different was that the service that they offered on board. So they were no longer doing complimentary drinks other than canned water. So no sodas or ginger ales or tomato juices or anything like that. They Buzzkill, by the way. I, I had my free drink coupons with Southwest and I wanted to get a drink and absolutely not. The only thing they have on the plane is water. Can- That's what I was going to ask. Canned water, too. So you're cracking open this can, expecting it to be like fizzy and bubbly, and it's just plain flat water. (laughs) (laughs) They're not even doing canned sodas. Um, And then they're doing a snack as well. And I think they're doing that really to keep the flight attendants away from you for a long duration. It's not like, oh, what do you want? And taking time, passing through, talking to people. So they're just keeping it really simple with the water. I know Charlotte flew on Delta and the snack that they gave her was, I think a couple different kinds of snacks and a bottle of water in a like freezer size Ziploc bag. And that was just already prepackaged for every person on the plane. Um, Very, very, very non-important question. But for the flight attendants... Did they all have matching masks or is it kind of like bring your own mask or is it uniform? It's bring your own mask. There wasn't any matching or anything like that. B-Y-O-M. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen a lot of businesses doing their own branded masks, though. So I have seen, seen that. Yeah. What a beautiful branding opportunity. No, I Southwest will, did not have that. The flight attendants did not, but I noticed the pilots all pretty much had the same mask. So I don't know if they're giving it to the pilots or if the flight attendants really have theirs, but you know. Again, like you said, not important question, but now that you say that, really interesting to think about. No, they did not have matching uniform masks. So, you know, there are obviously the airlines are expecting people to wipe down surfaces more, the tray tables more. So they do ask that while you're on the plane, if you do wipe down those items, to not put your wipe in the seat back pocket. And I noticed right away, right when they, right after they board the plane, they do go around and collect trash specifically for that because they don't want people to put their used or nasty wipe in the seat back pocket and leave it there. They want to just collect it right away. And speaking about the seat back pocket, there is no more literature in them. Nothing, no, none of the magazines. The only thing that there is is the required safety information card. But other than that, there's nothing in the seat back pocket. So if you want any form of entertainment to read, play Sudoku, whatever you want to do, bring your own. Um, wait real quickly for the wiping down your seat. Did you say that they give you a cloth or you have to bring your own? You have to bring your own, but they they really should. Yeah, they should. Um, but they are picking it up right away. They're not waiting until like the first service to collect trash. They're collecting trash right when, right after you board. And even though they're not giving you your own cloth to wipe down, which again, 
Maybe they should. I do know a lot of airlines are having a procedure now where they put like a disinfecting fog throughout the plane once people get off before they do the board process. So I don't know if they feel like that's sufficient, but it is CDC approved disinfecting materials that they're spraying in there. So I think that's to the extent of it. I don't know if beyond that they are going down themselves and doing a wipe down, but they're not giving anything to passengers to wipe down. Well, they're probably just as short on Clorox wipes as we are. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I haven't been able to buy Clorox wipes since uh, I ran out maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah. So another different thing on this trip post-COVID was the hotel experience. We love hotels. We love breakfast buffets. And it it was definitely a different experience this time. Kim, why don't you tell us about the breakfast? So yes, breakfast buffets really get me going. Um, <laughs> they get me going too. Major bummer that they're just not having them anymore. Um, you know, we always look for the hotels that offer the free breakfast and we get so excited about it and it's a good way to save money on a trip by eating what the hotel gives you in the morning for free. But what they've done differently now are these grab and go breakfasts. So you don't I guess hotels do it differently. So one hotel, which I think this was a great way that they went about it, is they let you choose from a menu of options that you can add to your kind of grab-and-go breakfast bag. Um, things like yogurts and um, danishes and... Apples, bananas. Cereals. That kind of stuff. So more continental style. Um, and then you can get as much of it as you want and you pick it up in the morning. Other hotels just don't give you the option. They just have bags that you can come and pick up. Yeah, another thing that I noticed too was when we were in Jackson Hole, they specifically told us that they were not doing room service. They would not make up a room at all. So if we needed something, they would bring us extra pillows, blankets, towels, but they wouldn't actually come make up the room. And in some hotels, there were no toiletries in the room and you would have to ask for them to bring the toiletries because they want to eliminate those touched items. Yeah. So for example, Brittany's saying toiletries, which is true. They were like, do you need shampoo? Do you need soap, et cetera. But a lot of it too, you know, there are coffee makers in hotel rooms. So they were like, do you want coffee? If you do, then you had to get your cup from there. You had to get the coffee filters because their thought process is they don't want people in the hotel room to touch them and not use them and then have somebody else staying in the room next touch those same items. So not a lot of the amenities in the room for you right away. You have to ask for them if you want them. One thing that I noticed was one room we stayed at, they didn't even have hand soap in the bathroom. And I said, I asked if I can get the hand soap and they're like, oh yeah. I mean, I never pack hand soap when I go on vacation because I expect it to kind of already be in the bathroom. So Mm That was one where they had it set aside, so you specifically had to ask for it. That's interesting. The hotel experience has gone down a little bit in in terms of enjoyment. I think, like, I love the using a new towel every day in the hotel, and I know that's not very eco friendly of me, but love that. I love my bed being made and crawling into a nice made bed. Had to make my own bed. I know it's like the world is ending. You didn't make I made bed. it one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. In terms of the amenities that I missed the m- most, I will say this. As you guys know, love a fucking breakfast buffet. Um, I missed my waffle and pancakes. I mean, I'll tell you that. I mean, it was really nice to have the grab and go. I'm glad that 
places that were offering breakfasts were still at least doing something mm -hmm. for it. And I liked that most of it was more healthy options for you by kind of default of what they could really put in the bag, you know, your yogurt, granola bar, um, fruit, etc. But uh, you missed the bagel. Oh, shit. I would have eaten a waffle every day if uh, the breakfast buffet was going. I'm not even going to lie about it. The waffle machine was just sitting there on the counter, like taunting us. <laughs> yeah. Like in the lobby area, you know, where they have the breakfast area for you guys to eat. I mean, it was still uh, sitting there in the fridge areas with nothing stocked in it. And I saw that. and I was like, hmm. Next time we need to bring our own mix. So it's yeah. a good idea. My recommendation to all the hotels out there, since we can't do the breakfast buffets, like I would love it if they did it like a cater party style where they have people behind the counter serving you. That's what I thought yes. would happen. Like it would be so much more enjoyable if someone was behind there just like serving you. You couldn't touch this. Like not every person could touch the spoon, but some one person could. I, I, can, I can see that. I think they're trying to have people avoid eating in the same area. So my recommendation would be keep with the bags for the time being. I mean, they're legit, but give me the option to go pick up a hot waffle and take it to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have to right now, at least if they did that, you would have to take your plate back to your room and eat it because a lot of places that we went would have their dining areas closed or like um, half of them would be marked off as vacant. Well, I mean, even with that suggestion that I gave part of me, like, yes, I'm serious. But at the same time, like, I get it. That's going to cost labor, <laughs> unnecessary labor. Um, but yes, especially when they're already probably losing money because of the whole COVID thing. But I do want to say that Obviously, like as a podcast, we are known for loving our breakfast buffets. So if you do go follow us on Instagram, we have a highlight reel dedicated to the breakfast buffets of the past because we love it so much. <laughs> and my only wish at this point in time is, wow, we should have made videos of us running from item to item, jumping in the <laughs> air with a full plate, slowing it down. That way we can like have it on the highlight reel with that footage. Um, sad music say an R.I.P. breakfast buffet. I mean, I'm looking at our highlight reel just getting nostalgic, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I could have had this. <laughs> I mean, just in February, we were in Boise eating pancakes at a breakfast buffet. Yes, we were. One other, one other thing I noticed at hotels was when you do walk in to go to the reception desks, they do have the like the window barriers up. So they are asking you to stand like away from the desk and they do have that barrier protection to protect the workers behind the desk as well and be courteous some of them are rather i don't want to say narrow i mean they're the appropriate thickness but they're not just not as wide so don't stand to the side and be not behind the glass be in front of it just be courteous the other thing i noticed is that at some of the hotels they had a sign saying we're here we're just in the back practicing social distancing so you'd have to ring the bell for them to come to the front of the counter they're not just standing there um, I don't know how sanitary it is to ring the bell. They have hand sanitizer all out <laughs> okay. and about. And okay. every time you go into the lobby, they're like, please sanitize your hands. So, yes, that's a lot of people touching stuff, but they do have the hand sanitizer there for you. Yeah, every hotel we walked into did have hand sanitizer available upon entering. So that was really nice. And then there was one hotel that specifically said, please sanitize and you know wear a mask if you're in the lobby. Did they have, I've been seeing this a lot on Instagram and social media, where they have a basket of sanitized pins, and then once you use a pin, you put it in the unsanitized basket. Yes, yeah, they did they have that, that at both hotels that we were at. I saw that. 
Yeah, so now we've talked about the airport experience and boarding the, the plane, but let's talk about like actual tourist destination. Yeah, so when we got to the National Park, you know, they're at least Yellowstone and Grand Teton, they're not regulating how many people they're allowing in, although we are seeing some other national parks that are doing that. But in terms of when you're at specific spots within the national park that can be really crowded or scenic overlook places they're having a lot of the signs up just reminding people to social distance if there's a lot of people here at this moment please put on a mask so when we were hiking we didn't really see anybody wearing the masks themselves but if there's a specific scenic overlook or one specific spot where you're supposed to watch something people did have their masks on at that point in time i think it also depends where you go um, in terms of what you can expect for mask wearing requirements in the national parks, there were some stores that were requiring it, but other than that, it wasn't re really required anywhere. And we went to like small places in Wyoming and Montana where there wasn't the majority of the people were not wearing masks and it kind of depended. I think Jackson Hole had more. Yeah, you know, what was really funny is all the workers, whether it be in the restaurant or in shops, they all had masks, but everyone who was out strolling, whether they be tourists or locals, really didn't have masks at that point. But the regulations per the state is if you're working, you have to have the mask on. And then when we got to Montana, nobody was wearing a mask, not even the workers themselves in restaurants, no gloves, no nothing. So again, each place is really going to be different case by case, but you know, you'll see it as you go, but as somebody who's traveling, I guess it's to your comfort level if you're going to wear the mask or not. Um, one thing that I learned that's super beneficial and helped, I don't, I don't think changed my life is the right expression, but really helped me <laughs> <laughs> is uh, nurse Brittany sitting here with us taught me that you know, when you take off your mask, obviously it's considered dirty on the outside, right? Because that's the portion that is shielding you. So rather than just throwing it in my purse or something like that, I put it in a Tupperware. Obviously I wasn't on this trip, but this is what I do every day in San Diego is I have a Tupperware with a lid on it and the mask that is facing the world is placed in first and then the part that touches me is face up and then that way I can put the Tupperware in my purse so I can pull it out put on my mask when I go into the store come out put it back into the Tupperware and then put the Tupperware back into my purse and it doesn't get dirty very good tip Brittany I, right there I know I just want to say something real quick I mentioned how in Montana no one was wearing masks even you know servers etc even though as workers they weren't wearing masks all businesses are following social distancing guidelines. So they have limited tables or not seating to full capacity. So they are doing social distancing. But again, some places, yes, on the masks, some places, no. And Zena, I'm happy to help anytime if you have a question. <laughs> when does Zena not have a health-related question? She's a hypochondriac over here. <laughs> one do? other thing that I noticed at the tourist destinations was we hiked up one day to an overlook and the group of us that went wanted a picture together. And so it's kind of that awkward conversation you have with the other people on the trail. Like, do you ask them to take a picture of you? Is it rude to ask them? Will they take your phone? Will they take it on their phone and then ask you to that for your information so they can send it to you later? 
So that was one thing that we came across. Some people would use our phone and actually take the picture. And one person actually said, can I take it on my phone and you can give me your information and we'll all email it to you. Someone emailed me. <laughs> <laughs> one person on the other side of the spectrum, let us use his binoculars to look at bears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he saw a bear on the mountainside. And so he was like, you guys want to see we're passing around the binoculars. I do have these pre-packaged sanitizing wipes. So at the end of the squad using the, the binoculars, I said, would you like this wipe? And he was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. Do any of you ladies have anything else that we didn't touch upon about any experience post-COVID travel? Just last thing that they're probably experiencing this everywhere that you are listening at home. But um, while traveling, you can expect to encounter places that are closed still or their hours are different. Um, there were some restaurants that we wanted to go to that we couldn't because they were still closed um, and, and hours different. So just keep that in mind for your planning and really look into it. But you guys, travel is possible currently. And we were so happy to be back out there and we had a really great time on this trip and we think it was perfectly planned because honestly, it felt like, I wanna say like 80% of the time, we felt like the park in the park, we were by ourselves and we had yes. it just to us. And obviously at that point we were able to social distance and just really be safe out there. And it was a perfect trip to take given the experience right now and the situation right now. And again, stay tuned for our episodes on Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Park. So you can hear more about the luxury of having the park pretty much all to ourselves on that one. So that's all that we have for you guys now. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Travel Tuesday. Please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, follow us on all of our podcasts so that you can get all of our new episodes and all the travel videos that we'll have coming out very soon. And don't forget to check out our actual podcast. Listen to our episodes that we do have. Get inspired to take that trip when you're comfortable. Once we are past all this COVID craziness, I know we're discussing our trip for it. Some people's comfort level is different, but definitely do get inspired by listening to our podcast episodes. And if you found this information to be helpful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure that you share it with a friend and don't be afraid to tell everyone you know. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Bye. Bye.